welcome to a special Brewery Society Beers episode of Brutal Battle. Yes, so I'm continuing to do this on solo, and I have some more beers in front of me. I'm doing my first portion as just two of these beers. I'll probably do the second portion as another two of the brewery beers. And the two I have right now are both from 2019, so not like archived or, you know, aged in my cellar or anything. So with the first two beers, it takes me to something I want to talk about having to do with the brewery and specifically a lot of beers I end up getting through their society. So they happen to do a lot of beers, I noticed, that are based off of food items or other or like alcoholic beverages, like mixed drinks and stuff like that. And I find that very, very interesting. I find it very fun because it's two things. It's one, it's cool to get something and have an idea of what the flavor is supposed to be like. Like if they say, um, well, let's use an example from the last one of these episodes, episode four of the Brewery Society beers I did. They did that Hold the Spoon, which is supposed to be like a um, peanut butter chocolate chip ice cream, basically, uh, in collaboration with Jenny's. So it gives you an idea going into it. This is supposed to taste like peanut butter and chocolate ice cream. So it's it's a good way to kind of signal how it's supposed to be. Now, it's then very interesting to see how it's actually executed. Did they do a good job representing that? Does it actually come across that way? Which, with the Hold the Spoon, obviously, I really felt like it represented... Um, that ice cream in a beer form really well, except for the alcohol level a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's just really cool. And I think that shows a really high level of uh, creativity, experimentation, and skill with the brewery. Because here you have people who are looking for inspiration and then saying, here's a product that already exists. Here's a food or a mixed drink that already exists. How do we duplicate those flavors? How do we construct a beer that still is a beer and still tastes like a beer, yet is a derivative of that item? And I always find that really cool. I think it's a kind of a gutsy thing to do because it can really set you up for for failure, in my opinion, because people will have very specific ideas of how that's supposed to taste and smell in addition to that. So, um, you know... Just my thoughts on it. Anyway, let's jump into the first beer, that being said. Now, this one, I believe, is supposed to be kind of um, based off... I th- it, it's definitely a mixed drink. I think it's a like a Tom Collins, which I've never had before. But this is their beer called Sourento, and it is a sour blonde ale aged in oak barrels with lemon zest and vanilla beans, and it is 6%. Now, this is done, obviously, by their Sour Arm. Brewery to you, but, you know, same main company, as we all know. Let's get this going. 16-ounce can. I can already smell it as I'm pouring it. Smelling nice. Pouring nice. All right, let's take a look. Now, with their sours in general, they usually have a pretty high level of sourness. Um, I pretty much never find that their, quote, sour beers are tart, even when there are times where they say that the beer in the description is supposed to be tart, uh, it's never tart. It's always in the sour range. They go heavier on the souring. So just know that going into, you know, any other sour or, or tart beers, you might need to know that. Just saying. Anyway, it looks pretty clear. Uh, it's orangey yellow, more orange than yellow. It's got a 
It's got a bit of a head to it, a mix of like some small bubbles and some large bubbles. Ooh, it smells very lemony. Or I'm sorry. Oh yes, it is lemon zest. Okay, I'm right. Yeah, it smells very, very lemony. Oddly enough, there's almost a little bit of a pencil shaving smell on the nose. I've gotten this like one other time with one of their sour beers. I don't know why that is. Do I smell the vanilla? I'm trying to see. I don't really smell the vanilla, and the main reason for that is that the the sourness hitting my nose and that lemon zest in there is so strong and so pronounced. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, it smells like it's smooth, but I can't smell the vanilla. I just smell lemon and a little bit of bitterness that lets me know, oh, okay, that is lemon zest. Makes sense. I mean, that's kind of all I can say about the nose, so let me go in for it. Ooh, okay. So it's definitely smoother than you would think based off the sourness you get in your nose. Um, so when you first take the sip, it hits you really hard with a lemon sourness, but then it starts to back down relatively quickly. And then I do get the vanilla finish on the end, and it's creamy. And I think that's that's one of the great things about the vanilla in this is that it's it allows the, the lemon to hit with a sourness real quick, but then it kind of like mellows it out. Hmm. Ooh, this beer is good. Yeah, on my second sip, it's starting to, um, you know, as my palate gets used to the sourness, it's starting to bring the vanilla and the lemon a little bit closer to the same level. And on my third sip, it hasn't changed much for my second sip. Let me go number four and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Man, that's tasty. Yeah, so there's a decent amount of sourness to it, and um, at a low level, it kind of persists. But like I said, it's that it's that more aggressive hit of it up front, and then the vanilla comes in and really works to downplay it after that. So it's like a low level of sourness sitting on your tongue. But I am getting the vanilla. I could not get it in the smell, but I definitely get it in the flavor. And the mixture of the vanilla with the lemon is just really nice. Let me take one more sip and see what I think about um, level of bitterness. Mm. There's a slight bitterness on there, which, you know, makes sense with the lemon zest, but I don't really taste it a whole lot. Hmm. And I guess I could say there's a little bit of, like, that pencil shaving in the flavor it's very much just at the very end, and it's very, very slight. So not really a problem. That's good beer. I really like the use of vanilla in that beer. It's 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 a good one. I'm a fan of that. Very nice. Yeah. Sorry, rinsing my glass. I just drank the water that I put in there. Okay, so like I said, the next one is also based off an item. Uh, the first one, obviously, that Sourento is based on a mixed drink. Like I said, I believe it's Tom Collins. Let me know if you think I'm wrong, or if you can verify if I'm wrong. Brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. So this next one is actually based on Black Forest Cake. Uh, sounds really good. Uh, let me see if I can actually pronounce what this is supposed to say. Gebertstegkrantz? Gebertstegkrantz? I'm going to spell it out and see if you can stick with me on this. 
G-E-B-U-R-T-S-T-A-G-S-K-R-A-N-Z. It's a long name. They should just just uh, simplify it to Gebert's. That'd be much better. I don't know what that means in German. I don't know. Is that Black Forest cake? I don't know. Maybe. So it's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla, cacao nibs, and tart cherries added. And it is 9.5% alcohol. Also in a 16-ounce can. Because like I said in the last episode, when I can get them in 16-ounce cans, that's how I'm doing it. There we go. Let's see how the sucker is. Now it'll be interesting because since it has tart cherries in it, I'll be interested to see if maybe my perception of the tart cherries is kind of low because of the sourness that I got from the Sourento. Alright, so what does it look like? Oh my gosh, it looks like an Imperial Stout. It's got a decent amount of head to it. Um, it looks very creamy, frothy head there. Very interesting. Um, and yeah, can't see through it. it. looks like an Imperial Stout. Let me smell it. Ooh, um... The cacao nibs are very strong in there. I like that. That's nice. The vanilla is really jumping out as well. Okay, so this is this is quite interesting in my opinion. Because as far as the brewery's barrel-aged beers go, I can always smell the bourbon. And the bourbon is always very, very um, strong in the smell. I... This is the... Okay, let me collect my thoughts. This is probably the first be barrel-aged beer by them that I've had that is this low of a perception of the bourbon barrel on the nose, which is really interesting to me. It smells very chocolatey and very vanilla-y. I don't smell any cherry, but that's just because it's like such... It's such rich chocolate it does kind of smell like brownies, or in this instance, like chocolate cake. It really smells like chocolate cake, and that vanilla is kind of helping that nose along. Ooh, man, it smells really good. Yeah, it's just like chocolate and vanilla, and there's a little bit of like a roasty coffee note on the finish, actually. But I don't smell the cherry, which is weird. All right, I'm going to go in and try it. Ooh, oh my gosh. Oh, this is so chocolatey. It's so chocolatey. It's very decadent. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 chocolatey cake-like. It, it's got like a creamy mouthfeel to it. I think the, the vanilla is kind of making that happen. It's like nice... Milk, milky chocolate with a very nice level of vanilla. I am tasting the bourbon in there. I'm getting that bourbon barrel character, but it's it's low. Like like in the nose, it's pretty low. I need another sip. Hmm, it's very creamy. That chocolate's really nice, and I am getting a roastiness on the finish, like a little bit of like a coffee roastiness. Yeah. That's good. This is really good. Okay. And now I'm starting to get the cherry. Now this is the thing. I'm very finicky about cherries. I'm not a big cherry fan. And especially with like cherry flavor in beer. But I'll tell you, the perception of the cherry in this is very low. It's like a nice little accent 
that shows up and it kind of it carries through each sip after your first few sips and just kind of like sits on top lightly of that chocolate and vanilla. It's very good. It well, I mean it literally is like the cherries that just get placed on top of the black forest cake. Mm. So I wasn't sure I was going to be a fan of this beer or well, I mean going into it, I'm like it's the brewery. They always do a good job. So I was assuming I would like it, but not like really like it because of the tart cherry edition, but it's at such a nice appropriate level for what what else is going on in this beer that um I really like it. I think it really is doing a good job. Um I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. I love how dessert-like and decadent and chocolatey this beer is and that vanilla is coming through so well it's really good um yeah i really like this one uh, i like both of these at the moment so um let's go ahead and see what number three has in store for us then and actually before i get to this third one i do want to say that uh i'm recording this on a separate day and then mashing this together the Gebertsteg Krantz, I'm sorry, it's hard to say, and the Sourento I did on one day, and then I'm going to do these last two on another day. Uh, as I continued to sip that Gebertsteg Krantz, uh, it got even better as it warmed up more. Uh, same thing with the Sourento, actually, uh, and that pencil shaving thing kind of went away a little bit with the Sourento as it uh, got warmer, but the Gebertsteg Krantz, I, I feel like I got more of the cherry as it um, as it warmed up. And I was enjoying that. That was a cool thing. So just wanted to throw that out there. Now, keeping with the theme, like I said, we were going to have for this of these beers trying to emulate something else, like a food or something like that. Uh, in the case of Sourento, a a drink, a mixed drink. Actually, it's three of them are supposed to be baked goods, and then there's that drink one. So the last two will be based on baked goods. So this one, I'm not sure about this one. I wanted to get it not because I had interest in it, but because I thought it would be interesting to do on an episode like this. Um, and the reason being one of these flavors I'm not huge on in this. But who knows? I've been surprised before. Um, yeah. So this is uh, from their bakery lineup. Uh, this is only the second one they've put out. Just so people know, the bakery lineup is basically... Imperial a, a imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels, and then they do some things to it to make it taste like some sort of baked item. The first one they had done was um, coconut macaroon, I believe, and that one was tasty. Uh, I don't think I've done that on the show. I don't think we did that. Oh, no, I, I did, actually, for a food and... No, it was the infusion one, I believe it was, where I infused tea, uh, beer with tea. Uh, but anyway, so this is the second in that lineup. It's called Banana Bread. It is the bakery banana bread. It's a blended imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with walnut, banana, and natural flavor added. And it is 10.2%. So for one of their, being one of their barrel-aged beers, it's very manageable on the ABV. And actually, you know, the Gebertsteigkranz was also at 9, 9.5. So very nice. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about this because I don't really like banana or banana flavor. I like actual bananas, and I will eat actual bananas, but I usually don't like banana in things or banana flavoring. So that's a disclaimer. Here we go. So I'll, I'll try to, you know, evaluate it as best I can from the standpoint of I don't like this, but I think it's done well, or I don't like this, and I don't think it's done well, or I don't know, maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. 
So as I poured it, it's got a really creamy large head that appeared on it. It poured super creamy. I really liked the look of it. Uh, I I was definitely smelling like a chocolate and a cinnamon as it was going right into the glass. Uh, I felt like maybe I was getting a little bit of vanilla, but let me get in. I mean, it looks like an Imperial Stout. There's not much difference on the look except for that nice creamy tan, really tan head. All right, let's sniff on this. I get a lot of like a cinnamon. Oh, there's the banana. The banana's peeking through now. So I got a lot of the cinnamon initially and a little bit of a chocolatiness, and then the banana jumped in on like my second or third sniff. Do I smell walnut? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It is still a tad bit cold too, so um, I'm trying to kind of swirl it up with my hands around it. I don't know if that's going to make enough of a difference, but yeah, I am getting the banana, but I will say the banana is actually at a level that I feel like I don't mind it. If it's at that level in the taste, I might not mind it, especially because it seems like the cinnamon um, or maybe even kind of like a clove, like cinnamon clove combo is kind of above it. I mean, it smells pretty good. Um, it's it's very smooth. It smells like all the notes on this, uh, all the different flavor notes in the nose are well folded together. And, you know, I would say that it actually smells like fresh baked um, banana bread, but with a little bit of chocolate to it. And I am familiar with that smell. My mom, as people know, if you listen to this podcast enough, uh, she was on an episode and she's a very good cook, a very good baker. So she used to make uh, fresh banana bread when I was younger. So, and actually that's banana bread I actually would eat. Other than that, I don't really eat banana bread. But she did a really good job, and it kind of smells a little bit like that. So, um, going in. So I will say off the bat, something that hits me is that the body is thinner than I expected. But at the same time, I feel like I get a tannic uh, feel in my mouth. You know how when you bite into a banana and it has like some strings on it left over from the peel, you get that kind of like bitter tannic. Um, it's a flavor, but it's also a texture. I feel like I get a little bit of that texture. And a little bit of that tannic um, flavor as well, to be honest, to go with the bitterness. I feel like I can taste the walnut a little bit. There is the chocolate in there. I do taste those spices. Hmm. Really trying to suss this out. It's definitely a lot thinner than I thought it was going to be for an Imperial Stout, though. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So it... Oh, and now, actually, as I sit without taking another sip, I get a little bit of, like, a coffee roast on the very, very end. Um, I'm not super wild about this at the moment, at least at the temperature that it's at. Uh, and then there, one bigger sip. I mean, I taste a little bit of the banana. It's very, very low. I taste some of that kind of like cinnamon clove. That is also relatively low. There's a decent bitterness on the end, and I think that's part of what's throwing me off. So between that like more pronounced bitterness in conjunction with the um, the kind of how thin the body actually is. It's kind of eh for me. Yeah, 
Although I will say the, those like chocolatey notes on the end are nice. And that little bit of that kind of coffee roastiness that's coming through at the end. That is also nice. I like those two things about it. So I don't dislike this beer. I just don't like it all that much. And in comparison to the two beers we already had, I don't like it nearly as much as those two. So, Well, people can figure out where that's going to be in my rankings. And that's not going to make the top five. As people would probably guess. Okay, so let's leave that one. Not a huge fan. And let's see if we can end on a high note. This one I'm pretty interested in. Uh, Rebecca is as well, and she'll be drinking these with me later. This is their muffin stuffing. Oh, and if you couldn't tell, I'm sure you could tell by the sound, the uh, that b- banana bread bakery was in a 16-ounce can. All these are in 16-ounce cans. So so is the muffin stuffing. Muffin stuffing is also 10.5% alcohol. It is an imperial stout with blueberry, vanilla, and cinnamon. This sounds like it could be a wonderful combination of flavors and smells. Let's get into this bad boy. Now I'm hoping this one doesn't have... Ooh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I cannot tell... Like, as soon as I went... As soon as I tipped that can to start pouring it into the glass... I got a waft of blueberry that just flew over to my nose. And, like, I was pouring it a good foot, foot and a half from my face. And, yeah, that blueberry just wafted right over. That is good. This also has a pretty pronounced head to it, even darker than the um, banana bread one. And the bubbles are larger on the top. Interesting. Ooh, oh, my gosh. So much blueberry in that nose. It's It's ridiculous. I definitely get the cinnamon though a lot. That it's it's under the blueberry. The blueberry is very very dominant in the smell, but then right under it, if you keep sniffing, you get the cinnamon coming through as well. It's just at a much lower level than the blueberry, which I'm okay with because with something like this, when it's supposed to be like a blueberry muffin, you really want that blueberry to come through. Ooh, that's a very nice smell. I got to be honest. Can't say that I smell the vanilla, although that may be kind of like rounding things out on the end and kind of getting lost in the cinnamon. Ooh, it's just so much. It's just like blueberry and cinnamon mainly. So let me uh, go in for a taste. Oh, oh, um, whoa. Okay. Um, it almost like because of the kind of tartness from the blueberry sweetness and tartness from the blueberry, it almost comes off as a little bit effervescent on the tongue because it kind of tingles a little bit because that slight blueberry tartness. Hmm. Hmm. Is it actual blueberries? Blueberry. It says blueberry, but I don't know if it's, I don't think it's actual blueberries. I think it's a flavoring because it kind of comes off a little bit like a flavoring. To be honest, it's a little bit fragrance-like. Like, how the blueberry is, the level it's at, and what it's like, it's almost like if you go to, like, a Bed Bath & Beyond and you're smelling a blueberry-like soap that they have there. It's kind of like that. And you know how sometimes when you take, like, a really deep sniff of something that's really fragrant, you can kind of taste it, too? It's like that. So for that reason, it's starting to be a little bit perfumey to me, and I don't really like that. So I like, like, my initial sip of it, but then it, I don't know. I need to try this a little bit more. 
Okay. So as I keep going, the blueberry is settling down a little bit, and the cinnamon is starting to come up some. So I am liking that. And I am actually getting a little bit of the vanilla coming up behind the cinnamon, and that is good. So it seems like to a degree, as you keep sipping, the, the ship is starting to right itself a little bit with the flavors, to be honest. Although there is a kind of a, a weird astringency in the finish. I wonder if that'll kind of go away as it warms up even more. I don't know. But that, that blueberry coming off is kind of like a fragrance. That That's something that's throwing me off a little bit with this beer. I don't dislike it. And like I said, as I continue to sip it, it's starting to, you know, make that blueberry more tolerable. But um, it's not my favorite. I do like it more than the banana bread, though. So um, I can easily, real quick, give my ranking for this episode. So my number four... You all know it's the bakery banana bread. That's the blended imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with walnut, banana, and natural flavor added. My number three is going to be the muffin stuffing, the imperial stout with blueberry, vanilla, and cinnamon. My number two is the sour and toe, sour blonde ale aged in oak barrels with lemon zest and vanilla beans. And my number one, you guessed it, Gebertstegkrantz. Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla, cacao nibs, and tart cherries added. I had a lot of trepidation about this particular beer, the number one beer, uh, because I, you know, my thing about cherries, I'm not huge on that, but hey, they did it so well. It's blended perfectly. It is a very nice beer, and I'm very glad I have another one of those. Actually, I have, an, I have another one of the, the top three. Um, actually, I have two of the Sourento, but another one of the Muffin Stuff and then the, the Gebertstrike. Gebertstrike Krantz. Oh, geez. It's so hard to say. Sorry. Okay, so now let me go ahead. I'm going to pause for a second and come right back, and I will give you the top five. Actually, you know what? None of these break the top five, so I don't even need to do that. Um, so let me just go ahead and tell you right now. I actually am putting the Gebertstrike Krantz at number six, so it is right outside of the top five. But here we go. My number five is the Icky Thump, the Imperial Stout with coffee. My number four is the Atta Boysenberry, the bourbon barrel-aged barley wine with boysenberry and vanilla. My number three is the S'more Bubbles, sour stout and Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with marshmallow, cacao, graham cracker, and vanilla. My number two is regular So Happens It's Tuesday, which is just a bourbon barrel-aged Imperial Stout. And my number one overall for all these episodes is the Wee Heavy Coconuts, which is a bourbon barrel-aged Scotch Wee Heavy with toasted coconut, walnuts, and cinnamon. Sadly, I don't have more of any of those in the top five. Oh, except the Icky Thump, I have one more of. And the actually the S'more Bubbles and the So Happens is Tuesday I have more of. Uh, but it's sad because I don't have more of the Wee Heavy Coconuts, and I don't have more of the Atta Boysenberry. Because both of those I was very much like, like with a few of these beers. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like those flavors. I don't know if it's going to be my thing. But if they get rebrewed, I'm on it. I will be doing that. So anyway, thank you everyone for checking this out. I really appreciate it. Please give me some feedback on this. If there are any uh, society beers that you're aware of out there that you want me to get my hands on and do on one of these episodes, please feel free to let me know. Uh, you can email brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, another thing is I really want to say, please help me out. Go on to iTunes, rate and review, or whatever podcatcher you use to listen to the podcast, rate it, review it, however you're able to, because it really can help with visibility. Um, and tell some people about it, because word of mouth is the best way. But thank you, everyone, for checking this out. And until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 